Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Icon, the podcast. I'm your host, David, host of Pop Icon Radio, live every Tuesday from 8 to 9 in the morning. We're talking pop culture. We are playing pop music. We had a great show this morning. Um, just coming off of that, getting iced coffee from Duncan in my system, and I'm ready to go. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram right now. I'm trying to build my followers up to at least like maybe 100. Um, I'm in the 80s, I think, right now. So check it out if you guys get the chance. Um, but yeah, we have got a show for you this week. We're going to start it off, of course, with our box office top 10, our Billboard Hot 100 top 10. And we're also going to get into some pop culture news. <laughs> A lot of stuff is going on this week. We've got all the Sophia Bush news, all the Blueface drama, and then, of course, the Britney of it all. So, so yeah, I guess without further ado, we can just jump right into the podcast. So, first things first this week, we're going to jump into the box office top 10 and the Billboard Hot 100 top 10. So, this week, we have got a new number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 top 10. So, number 10 this week, we have got Thinking About Me, Morgan Whalen. At number 9, last night, Morgan Whalen. It's not a Drake situation, I promise you. It's... It's just those two songs. At number eight, we've got First Person Shooter, Drake featuring J. Cole. At number seven, we have got Luke Combs, Fast Car. At number six, we've got I Remember Everything, Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. At number five, we've got Monaco, Bad Bunny. At number four, we've got IDGAF, Drake featuring Yeet. Uh, number three, we've got Snooze, SZA. And number two, we've got Doja Cat with Paint the Town Red. And our new number one song this week is Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. Five years after, like, the Lover album came out. Four years after the Lover album came out. That's crazy. Um, that's amazing. Congratulations to her. Um, is that going to be her only good news this week? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she definitely wasn't having any good news this weekend when she was at Travis Kelsey's, like, little game or whatever. She saw him, like, get, like, knocked down, and she, like, was putting on the performance of her life, like, oh, my God, throwing her hands in front of her face, like, hands in the air. It was hilarious. I love that. She is so dramatic. Um, so we're going to jump into the box office top ten of the week. Uh, number ten, we've got The Nun 2, uh, $881,000. At number nine, we've got The Blind with $1 million. At number eight, A Haunting in Venice, $1.1 million. At number seven, we've got The Creator, 2.7 million. At number six, we've got Saw X, 3.6 million. Number five, we've got The Nightmare Before Christmas. I guess that's being re-released in theaters, 30th anniversary, uh, 4.3 million. At number four, we've got Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, 4.4 million. At number three, The Exorcist Believer, 5.7 million. Number two, Killers of the Flower Moon, 23 million. And our number one flick of the week, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, once again with $33 million now with a total gross of $132 million. 
Anything Taylor Swift, you're just printing money. That's amazing. Congratulations to her. Uh, so that's our box office top 10, Billboard Hot 100 of this week. Uh, we can jump into a little bit of movie news, too. I want to talk about that. Um, so to start things off, and sorry if I sound, like, really congested. My allergies have been, like, giving me hell all day today, so sorry about it. Um, so to start things off with some movie news this week, I guess we've got our newest flick out, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, so Killers of the Flower Moon is a 2023 American epic uh, Western crime drama film directed by Martin Scorsese, who co-wrote the screenplay with Eric Roth, which was based on the 2017 book of the same name by David Gran. Uh, so its plot centers on a series of Oklahoma murders in the Osage Nation during the 1920s committed after oil was discovered on the tribal land. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy. The Old Farmer's Almanac, which first began publishing the names for the full moons in 1930, recorded that the name given by American tribes to the full moon in May as the flower moon. Um, so that's what where the title, I guess, comes from. Uh, because of the flowers blooming across North America, signaling abundance and the coming of spring after a cold, hard winter. Uh, so that looks interesting. Um, I heard it's like three and a half hours long. Maybe it's a little bit too long for me. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio stars in it. Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Jesse Plemons. We've got John Lithgow, Brendan Fraser also making an appearance. Um that could be interesting. I know it's going to get, like, every single award that comes during award season uh, next year, every Oscar, every Academy Award, whatever. Uh, so congratulations to Killers of the Flower Moon and Warren Scorsese for pulling in $23 million. I think they said it was going to pull in between 20 and $25 million, and it did just that. I think it's going to continue making some money, um, and like I said, it will be around for award season next year. Uh, we can also get into some more news. Our uh, Saltburn trailer has dropped, like the full trailer. So Saltburn is a 2023 psychological thriller drama film written, directed, and produced by Emerald Fennel. Uh, the film stars Barry Keegan, uh, Jacob Elordi, Rosamund Pike, Allison Oliver. Uh, set in the mid-2000s, it follows a young university student who becomes infatuated with his aristocratic schoolmate and his wealthy but eccentric family. Uh, so I'm curious to see that. Uh, there's something about Jacob Elordi recently. He's also playing Elvis in the... Uh, oh my god, what is her name? Sofia Coppola movie, Priscilla? So, and everybody's saying that he's doing, like, a much better job than Austin Butler did in the film that came out, like, two years ago. And Austin Butler, like, uh, he had that, like, potato face for, like, a little bit. I felt so bad for him. Um, so, I guess we'll see if I check that out. I probably will just because it looks semi-entertaining. Um, we can jump into some more news, some celebrity gossip. So, apparently, oh God, let's get into it. I love her, but apparently the internet is turning on Sophia Bush and Ashlyn Harris, who I don't know, actually, um, for their rumored romance and relationship um, after Harris's wife says she, she's in her Beyonce lemonade era. What? Who are these people? What is going on? Um, so, longtime soccer power couple Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger are divorcing after four years of marriage. Harris is now reportedly dating actress Sophia Bush, who is nearly separated from her husband, Grant Hughes. Uh, and apparently, the internet has turned on Harris and Bush after Krieger insinuated that Harris cheated on her. 
Um, so U.S. women's national soccer team alums Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger are splitting up after more than a decade as a couple and four years as wives, according to court documents filed in Seminole County, Florida. Uh, the Internet appears to be taking sides, and as are most of their friends um, and soccer teammates, after Krieger seemingly confirmed rumors that Harris cheated on her with actress Sophia Bush. Um, so not long after they tied the knot, the duo moved from Orlando to the greater New York area and joined the National Women's Soccer League Club, um, New Jersey, New York, Gotham, per uh, December 2021. In the years since, they've adopted two children, a daughter, Sloan, and a son, Ocean, according to People. I love the name Ocean. I don't know why. Lala from Vanderpump Rules has her kid like named Ocean. And, like, one of my coworkers, Dave, has a kid named Ocean, too. And I'm like, I kind of like the name Ocean. I don't know why. There's just something about it that, like, speaks to me. Um, so, news broke that Harris and Krieger were going their separate ways on October 11th. Uh, six days later, people reported that Harris had joined the former One Tree Hill star for their first dinner date a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Daily Mail followed up two days later with their own reporting that the goalkeeper and the actress's relationship had turned romantic during the Cannes Lion uh, International Festival of Creativity back in June. Back in June, when the pair appeared on a panel together, uh, people reported that Bush did not file for divorce from Grant Hughes until two months later, while Harris formalized her split from Krieger a month after that uh, court documents uh, show. So a source told Daily Mail that Harris came right back after Cannes entered their marriage and said there was nothing to even speak about regarding it. Just over. Krieger all but confirmed rumors that Harris had been unfaithful in a caption on Instagram that she posted on Thursday, uh, writing, preparing for playoffs while in my Beyonce lemonade era. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm sorry. I didn't do that. And people that do that. It's happened to me. We've all been cheated on. But I didn't go like, I'm in my lemonade era. That is so fucking cringe. Actually, that's amazing. Congratulations to Allie Krieger for doing that. Um, so she was obviously referring to the acclaimed Beyonce album Lemonade, which is famously about her response to husband Jay-Z's infidelity um, back in 2016. So <laughs> a lot of lesbian drama, late in life lesbian drama too, because I'm pretty sure Sophia Bush is like in her 40s, right? So that's interesting. Um I know Heather McDonald is, like, getting her life right now, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Um, but it's also awful. Their family is, like, ruined. Uh, homewrecker? <laughs> Just kidding. We can get into some more news. So I don't know if you guys have seen this weird, like, Sia video where she's, like, singing at, like, a dinner party. Um, but Sia, like, the acclaimed songstress, delivered a mesmerizing performance of her hit song, Unstoppable, at an exclusive celebrity dinner that was attended by notable figures such as Kathy Griffin, Selma Blair, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm pretty sure Sarah Michelle Gellar was there. I see the back of her head. I'm like, I know that fucking bun. I know that bun. Um, it's just, like, very odd, very weird um everybody's like clapping and i'm just like don't do that don't 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 record that and put put that on social media i'm like i feel like something weird happened before that they killed somebody and like she's singing like afterwards like i don't know like did they sacrifice somebody it was like very odd but i like the internet is kind of going wild about it um especially considering like kathy griffin is like sitting there she should be making fun of people like that she should not be sitting at that dinner like getting her life um but i don't know 
I just thought it was funny. I wanted to like make a comment about that. Um, and I'm probably going to post about it on Instagram and let you guys be the judge and see if you think it's like as odd as I do. All right. So next up, we have got some Blueface and his mama drama. Uh, so Blueface and his mother were trading shots on social media this weekend after she had negative comments about Blue proposing to Jaden Alexis over the weekend. Um, so on Sunday, October 22nd, Blueface's mother, Carlisa Saffold Harvey. Um, you guys know who Blueface is, right? He did bust down Tatiana. He's with Krishan. They like they hit each other and like they put it on television. It's very odd. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but so uh, Blueface's mother, she's always like in the drama. She got beat up by Krishan one time and it was like on video and she like Peter pants. It was so embarrassing. Uh, but she commented on the news that Blueface put a ring on it and she did not seem happy. Um, so apparently Blueface proposed to Jane Alexis at the Los Angeles Rams game at the SoFi stadium in Los Angeles on Sunday. And she just starts going off on Instagram. She's like, did this ninja propose to the main ninja? Oh, well, it's October. Carlisa wrote on her Instagram story, you in charge, congratulations. Now to tell the people you marry the maid just in case you go to prison. The end. <laughs> what? That's his mother saying that? What? I thought that was that. Okay. That sounds like Jocelyn Hernandez talking about, like, Mimi back in the day. Like, the maid, Molly the maid. That's not a mother talking about, like, a son's, like, the they have children together. They have two kids together. That's crazy that his mom is, like, saying that. So, Blueface apparently fired back at his mother with several disparaging posts on X, formerly known as Twitter. Lord, here we go. It's really going to be bad. And he, it's like, this is his writing. This is not me saying this. So, he goes, Carlissa, my wife ring is bigger and more valuable than yours. Since you want to compete with my wife, let's go ring for ring. Post your ring, and I'm going to post mine. You want to compare booties, right, Carlisa? Oh, God, you want to compare booties. Because apparently, like, last week, his mother ended up posting a butt picture on Twitter by accident. Ugh, so embarrassing. Um, he goes, you want to compare booties, right, Carlisa? Let's compare rings. Let's see what type of ring that old booty got and what type of ring the new booty got. My wife always going to win. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, so Blue did not stop there. He goes, Carlissa married a bum after all. Them dicks she took, she settled for that little ass ring. My wife had one dick uh, her entire, her whole life and bleed your whole life, clown. What? What? Oh, my God. He added in another tweet. Oh, no. He did not say this. He goes, my mother is a whore. Been married three times, three kids by three different men and never married none of them. None and never marry none of them men, only marry them men. She liked with a lot of money so she could divorce and take from them at the end. At the end of it all, she's sleeping with a bum every night. Sad story for real, could never respect her as a woman. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot believe that he like said that about her. They that is the most toxic, like mother daughter, mother daughter, mother son relationship, like in Hollywood right now. I feel really bad, like for the kids that have to like listen to the things that are like going back and forth um between like their dad and like their grandma so strange so weird um we can get into uh, oh we can get into a little bit of bravo news that i have been i i teased on uh, pop icon recaps this past week 
Um, so yeah, first things first. Uh, apparently, Bethany and Nini are doing a podcast together. Uh, it's called Bethanini. It's a limited series with Bethany Frankel and Nini Leagues. They are going to be spilling the tea on that eclectic dinner because apparently they had dinner with like a bunch of old like a bunch of old like ninety stars and like some random like Bravo celebrities. Um, menopause on the on and off TV friendships and so much more. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. They're both like kind of like OGs and they're kind of like fighting back against the system. Um, and that makes perfect sense because apparently also right now Vanity Fair is coming for Bravo. So Vanity Fair is prepping a deeply reported probe into Bravo's relationships with its housewife stars. Uh, Vanity Fair is prepping to publish a deeply reported probe into the complicated relationship between Bravo and its stars, according to page six. Uh so sources say a reporter for the Fame magazine has been interviewing cast members and other sources around the Real Housewives franchise for some six months and that the piece is slated to appear in the coming weeks. Uh, apparently, the article is expected to delve into the highly demanding work lives of the Real Housewives stars and what they trade in terms of their privacy, their image, and even their mental health and relationships with alcohol in order to keep their much coveted and often highly paid roles on the shows. Uh so this journalist is going to go really deep into what the women go through and what is expected of them as members of the cast and members of the Bravo family. Uh, said an insider, I think it's going to explain a lot of what the fans don't see or understand about how it really works. Uh, the piece, which is much buzzed about among the housewives, comes as former uh, Bravo stars, including Bethany Frankel, Nene Leagues, Brandi Glanville, have raised questions about what's expected of them and their co-stars during their time with the network. Um, last year, Vanity Fair published a lengthy article by heavyweight pop culture writer Anna Peel about the behind-the-scenes culture of British reality television show uh, Love Island, titled How Love Island Became a TV Reality of Sex, Fame, and Sometimes Tragedy. Of course, it's not clear how this is going to compare to that article, but I'm curious to see how that's going to end up for them. This has been a conversation that has been like brewing for years. Uh I think with like reality, like television in general, like how far can you push a person like and how far, like how much is a person expected to like take from being on these shows? Um, and is the fame worth it? Like, is do they pay like, like, are they paying the correct price like to do this? Cause they are getting like, people are attacked on social media, death threats. Like it's just crazy what's gone on so much like in the housewives world like i remember one of the first like real big scandals in the housewives world was the naked wasted scandal which was on the real housewives of orange county season four tamara and gretchen or yeah tamara and gretchen were like feuding and they had a dinner party and vicky and tamara decided to get gretchen naked wasted at the time gretchen was dealing with her fiance her older fiance at the time dying of cancer and so she like needed a, like a night to like let loose and she drank that night like in excess and that night actually tamra's son he i feel like he kind of took advantage of her he brought her in a bathroom tried to like kiss her and stuff and it just was like a really bad look for gretchen and like even worse, like, for Tamara and Vicky. Like, Tamara and Vicky maybe should have been fired. Tamara for sure should have been fired after that. Vicky, like, she was, like, encouraging it. Um, so, I don't know. That was, like, my first, like, time watching the show being like, oh, that was kind of icky. I don't know how I feel about that. And, like, progressively over the and over the years, like, more and more issues have come out. Like, and there's, like, some housewives that, like, end up in, like, rehab. Like, Luann, like, did Luann go to rehab? Like, and... Uh, 
was it because of the character that she was playing on the show? Like, did it just get like too wild and out of control and she just like couldn't handle it anymore? Like, I don't know. There's definitely something needs to be said, especially also everything that happened last year with Raquel from Vanderpump Rules as well. Like the bullying that went on with her was disgusting and psychotic. And like the fact that Bravo didn't step in and like help the challenge out. There's a lot to be to be said there. And I'm curious to see how that is going to go. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Um, up next. So up next, uh, we got Nick Bosa and a couple other gentlemen for Skims. So apparently Skims is expanding into the men's category with its new Skims men line. Uh, the brand, which is known for reinventing women's underwear, aims to bring the same innovation to men's clothing, focusing on comfort, fit, and superior movement. Uh, Skims Men was launched with a campaign featuring sports icons Neymar Jr., Nick Bosa, and uh, Shay Galegas uh, Alexander. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, founder Kim Kardashian hailed the move as a major milestone and a testament to Skims' commitment to offering comfort for all. Uh, so, yeah, that was just basically a Skims commercial in the middle of Pop Icon Radio. I'm not being paid for that, but if you guys want to, you can check out the pictures of Nick Bosa. He looks pretty good. Yeah, I think he's like, I think he's like fucking or something and uh, i don't know how i feel about that um he looks good in the photos but he also has like a, an opinion about beyonce that kind of like irks the shit out of me so i don't know how i really feel about that do i really want to check out those photos maybe so um and last but not least last but not least we can just jump into the britney spears news cycle this week so last week it was jada pinkett smith releasing a new book and putting everything and everybody on blast and everybody just being like oh my god that's like a lot of information to like take in right now and this week it's britney spears's turn so britney spears's new memoir the woman in me uh was released today tuesday um following much anticipation and days of explosive headlines as excerpts were teased by various news uh outlets um, the book sees the pop star, who is 41 now, uh, set the record straight on any number of areas of her life that have been speculated on in the decades since she rose to fame. She also shared the experiences that were not previously known to the public. So among the moments in her life that were written about are her 55-hour marriage to childhood friend Jason Alexander, um, her high-profile romance with singer Justin Timberlake, um, which, I mean, she gets all into that. So Spears and Timberlake began dating in 1999 when Spears was already a pop sensation and Timberlake was the lead vocalist of NSYNC, which was the biggest boy band at the time. Um, they dated for a while and ahead of the boot... Ugh. They dated for a while and come to find out they actually got pregnant with a kid. Uh, so ahead of the book's release, it was revealed that Spears wrote in the memoir that she became pregnant in the early 2000s during her high-profile relationship with then singer of NSYNC, uh, Timberlake, who is now 42. Uh, Spears wrote in her memoir that while she was happy about the pregnancy, Timberlake was not ready to be a father. Uh, in the excerpt, Spears described the abortion as one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life. It was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. Uh, Spears said of the unplanned pregnancy, I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day, and this was just much earlier than I had expected. Or I'd, that I'd anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said that we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives. That we were way too young. I agreed not to have the baby. I don't know if it was the right decision. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. 
Uh, so in response to the abortion revelation, a source for Timberlake told Entertainment Tonight, Justin has been focusing on his own family and trying not to concern himself with Britney's memoir. He does need to focus on his own family. He needs to worry about not cheating on Jessica Biel anymore. Like those fucking pictures that came out while he was out there shooting some fucking movie a couple of like, I think it was like two or three years ago. That's what he needs to be worrying about. That, exactly. He's a, he's a serial cheater and he's a, he always wants to fucking talk shit about somebody else. Fuck him. I'm just, oh my God. Um... So there was apparently like infidelity on both sides. So following years of rumors, Spears accused Timberlake of cheating on her during their relationship in the book while also admitting to infidelity on her part. Uh, so the rumors concerning Spears' infidelity reached a fever pitch after her split from Timberlake when he released the video for his single, Crimea River. As Timberlake sang lyrics that he alluded to having been cheated on, his video co-star, who was portrayed as the woman who had wronged him sported a style that was not dissimilar to Britney Spears. And now in her book, Spears has come clean after two decades of rumors and speculation when she said that she cheated on Timberlake with the choreographer Wade Robson during a night out. Oh my God, Wade Robson, that's the guy that said like Michael Jackson like molested him. Oh my God, he's always in some shit. Uh, so, however, uh, Spears also alleged that there were a couple of times that she knew that Timberlake had also been unfaithful to her during the reign as Pop's golden couple. Um, she writes, especially because I was so infatuated and so in love, I let it go, even though the tabloids seemed determined to rub my face in it. She said of Justin Timberlake's alleged infidelity, adding that she saw paparazzi photos of him with another singer when he was in London in 2000. Uh, so apparently that singer was one of the girls from All Saints, and uh, they sang that song, Never, never gonna find dun, dun, dun. You know that song? Um yeah, that's sad. She writes, on another occasion, uh, Justin Timberlake allegedly suggested to one of her dancers that he'd been intimate with another woman. She writes, I don't want to say who he was talking about uh, because she's actually very popular and married with kids now. I don't want her to feel bad, Spears wrote. Uh, so amid rumors that Timberlake had been intimate with various other women, Spears came to the inclusion that clearly he'd slept around. I mean, I feel like he probably did. He was like the biggest like celebrity at the time. And uh, Girls were throwing themselves at him. So that's crazy to hear about. Like, he basically took all that, turned it on his head, and made her seem like she was, like, the villain there. And turns out they were both were just young and just kids. And uh, I just don't like Justin Timberlake. I think he's a piece of shit. So we can move on past that little drama. Um, she also writes in the book about getting to almost play the role of Allie in The Notebook. And if you guys already haven't gotten the chance to, I'm going to post it on my Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. Her audition is so good. She fucking can cry, like, on cue. She's so fucking good. I was like, maybe in another universe, Britney Spears played Allie and Ryan Reynolds, or Ryan Gosling played Noah, and they were, like, fierce together, and it was an amazing movie. So that's great. Um, I guess that's where we're going to end the show this week. It might be a little bit shorter than normal this week, but I'm just, I got a lot on my plate right now. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram, at Pop Icon Radio, and give me a follow on there. I really want to get 100 uh, followers on there um and i guess if and i guess i uh, will see you guys next week for pop icon radio live on the alternation radio 90.7 wkgc every tuesday from eight to nine in the morning um but yeah we will see you further in the week as we post another episode also of movie date podcast rewind uh i want to say it's birds of prey this week so yeah we will until next time we'll see you bye